So the foundation of a Jew's relationship with God is the belief in the unity of God, not the belief in one God. That is elementary, but the belief that there's only one reality, the unity of God, that there is no other reality but God. It is almost as if a Jew has a sixth sense. You know, try, to, try describing to a blind person who was born blind what sight is like. It's impossible because he simply doesn't have it within him. A person who sees knows what seeing is because they have it within them. Well, the Jew has almost like a sixth sense within them because we're born with a Jewish soul which we receive from our Jewish mother or those who convert halachically. And this soul has an innate faith in Hashem. We are called the believers, the children of believers. We inherit this faith automatically by fiat, by the fact that we are born Jewish. We automatically inherit a holy soul, a Jewish soul that innately, instinctively knows God, knows the inner reality of God, knows the unity of God, that there is no other reality but God. And that explains why a Jew tries to find in everything, a Jew tries to find a miraculous explanation. Even in the most seemingly natural events, a Jew will always find a miracle within nature. While the rational, logical person will, even in a miracle, find nature. Well, high tide, low tide. <laughs> even in the greatest miracle, the most uh, mouth-opening miracle, it, uh, well, we'll find some rationalization, some logical explanation, some scientific explanation. While the Jews is the opposite. Even the most innocuous event will see the miracle, see the hand of God, Baruch Hashem, thank Hashem. Because it's so inherent within us, it's so innate within us. The belief in the unity of God. That's why a Jew every step of the way will say, Baruch Hashem. What does Hashem have to do with anything? I'm asking how your business is going. Baruch Hashem, no good. But Baruch Hashem? <laughs> what does Hashem have to do with how, how are your health? How is your health? How is your wife? How are your kids? How are your family? How... Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. What does Hashem have to do with anything? We're not, this is not Shabbos and Shul. It's not Yom Kippur. It's not Sukkot. We're talking business here. You write a letter, a Jew right in the beginning writes Beis Samagdalat, Besiyata Deshmaya with Hashem's help. What does Hashem have to do with anything? But Hashem has to do with everything because it permeates the life of a Jew. Like the famous the story of, um, it was a chassid, his name was Rabbi Binyamin Kletzker. He lived, he was a chassid of the Alter Rebbe, the author of the Tanya. And he was an extremely wealthy businessman. And he was considered like a billionaire when rubles had value. And um, at the end of the day, like many times, he would be standing at, at the, at the um, harbor where ships came in, you know, he had international business, and, and he would get lost in thought. Suddenly, in the middle of the harbor, in the middle of the tumult, he would get lost for hours thinking about, thinking about the thoughts, the concepts that Alter Rebbe is explaining here in the Tanya. The unity of God, and, the, and he would become oblivious to surroundings. And one of his friends were shocked. He says, how is it possible? You're standing in the middle of, of the wharf. You're standing in the middle of the, of the harbor. And we know the tumult and the noise. And, and you're totally lost. In the middle of business, suddenly you get lost and you're oblivious where you are. And you start thinking very deeply about the unity of God and, and the tense we wrote and the infinite, and etc. He says, you're shocked on that. He says, I'm shocked on something else. I'm shocked. How is it possible that you could be standing in Shul in the middle of Shemun and your mind is at the wharf, your mind is at the, 
at the docks, your mind is at, with your ships, with your business. That's what I'm shocked at. If you can think about your, your ships and your docks, standing in Shul, standing in front of Hashem, then I can think about Hasidic thoughts, think in the middle of business. Anyway, at the end of the day, when he would, um, he would make a calculation of all his business that day, and he would write, you know, he'd have a whole bunch of numbers, and he would add it up, and at the end he would write, the sum total is three Hebrew words. Ein oid movade. There is no other reality but God. So his colleagues were a little perplexed. He says, listen, we don't get it. If ein oid movade, there's nothing but God, why do you have numbers on top of the page? You should have God, 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 equals there's nothing but God. If you have numbers on the top of the page, you have to have the number on the bottom of the page. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not consistent. He says, no, but that's the whole point. Business is business, numbers are numbers. But the bottom line is, what's the sum total? What's it all about? What's underlying? What's underneath it all? What's it all about? There's no other reality but God. Everything in the world is just a metaphor. It's just a metaphor for godliness. There's no other reality but God. Not only when you're secluded in the base of Medrash and the base of Knesset and learning and davening, when you're living in Jerusalem behind closed walls, behind closed doors, but when you're doing business. If there's nothing but God, there's nothing but God on Wall Street, there's nothing but God in, 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 in the newsrooms, there's nothing but God in, in Washington, there's nothing but God, period. In the arts, in music, there's nothing. It permeates every aspect of reality. Every cell of existence, every ounce of existence, every possible experience is permeated, saturated with the truth and reality that there's nothing but God.